The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk. Now, neurological music therapy techniques have proven to be of significant help for improving gait deficits as well as communication deficits in people with Parkinson's. Now, to talk more about the benefits of music therapy, uh, given that today is Parkinson's Awareness Day and it also happens to be Music Therapy Week, I'm joined now by Irish neurological music therapist and founder of Neuralinks, Dr. Shane Cassidy. Uh, Shane, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, tell me about uh, this music therapy. Uh, I mean, I've seen it uh, on television before and I've seen it uh, on various video uh, things on YouTube mm-hmm. where uh, people with tremors are invited to dance and when they dance, the tremors vanish. Yes, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it, uh, What we know about music therapy and, and music generally is that it activates, stimulates several brain regions, and it's a kind of a global experience. So both on the right hemisphere, the left hemisphere, and there are areas associated with movement or attention, memory. Um, so a lot of the, the videos that you describe would be tapping into the long-term memory and that ability for people to recall um, movement or recall whether, whether they were a dancer. I know there's one that, that was viral last year and it was an elderly lady who had been previously a ballerina uh-huh. and uh, she recalled all of the, the movements from a particular piece of music. So that, that piece of music was, was ingrained in her, in her long-term memory. Yeah, that and, video uh, was actually of, of uh, a ballerina who I think had dementia and uh, yes, and right. when they played the music, it triggered these wonderful balletic movements. She was still, I think, in a wheelchair, but she was able to. Yeah. Uh, they played uh, something from Swan Lake, I think it was. And I, right. I, I saw that yeah. video and it seemed miraculous. Uh, but in Parkinson's, yeah. there are, are people who with medication, for example, can achieve certain things, but without medication uh, cannot. So. Does music uh, aid and abet medication or, or can it on some occasions replace medication? I don't think it would replace it, but alongside the medication, certainly, you know, a lot of the research points to that kind of keeping keeping active and that exercise in particular is, is vital to, to slow the progression and to, to maintain the, the skills and abilities that that people have um so what we do a lot is we work with with alongside physiotherapists or speech and language therapists and for example work on people's gait balance and stability um a lot of people with parkinson's would experience changes in their voice so whether that be vocal volume or their articulation or their pacing we would be using specific neurologic music therapy techniques to target Mm. that goal area now, how does that work in practice? If you have someone, and I know in, in Neurolinks, that's uh, what you do as a, a professional service. Uh, you do one-to-one at the moment. I don't believe you're, you know, post-COVID, you've still gone back to maybe group sessions. But what happens in a one-to-one session? So in a one-to-one session, it, it's very goal-oriented. So it would be very much tailored to the individual so for, for what's true for one person may not be true for the next person. So it does vary. However, say, for example, if somebody is coming with the view to, to working on their gait and balance, we'd be using 
rhythm and tempo would be the main two elements that would be extracting from from the musical stimulation and using that in a very prescribed way to to help people and using the rhythm as a template to guide and support people's movement now that would be in in order to extend somebody's stride length because often the stride length um within people with Parkinson's is is lessened. So we'd be using rhythm to try and improve on that and extend on that and where possible then to increase their their speed of walking. So say for example somebody comes in and we're using rhythmic auditory stimulation as a technique and in where possible we try and incorporate a person's personal preference in music mm-hmm. and we're playing live music at a very specific tempo to act as a t- as a template for their for their walking and as i say where where it's safe to do so we increase that session on session and what we'll often do is maybe record um some music on someone's device so that they can use it between sessions as well mm. because obviously the ultimate goal we're trying to, to to promote neuroplasticity which again there's so much evidence to support yeah. the use of music to promote neuroplasticity and the the name of the game there is uh, repetition. How so, long you know, uh, does the effect last of uh, a session? Say you have an hour long session. Mm. How long would the effect last if you've had this uh, musical stimulation? It is a cumulative effect. So they have done studies, um, kind of longer term studies, where they have shown that after a block of 12 weeks, that there was a six week lasting effect. Um, so they're still kind of ascertaining that longer lasting that carry over into into people's everyday. Yeah. Now, in terms of uh, people's perhaps conversational abilities, if uh, in some way their speech is impaired, how does singing help that? Yeah. So singing, I suppose, is very well placed to to work on any changes in the voice. So. As I said earlier, so some people experience that reduction in volume. So again, we would be using vocal drills, vocal techniques to try and enhance and improve on that. And to, I suppose, give people an insight. So a lot of people will come to us and say, oh, I feel like I'm shouting. I actually feel like I am speaking really loudly. Um, so just to, to, to use music, I suppose, as a gauge on that to help them explore their voice a little bit more and to, to increase their volume. Um, particularly in a group situation. Now, in Eurolinks, uh, you actually offer a, a professional service. Uh, what do people do? I mean, this is a, a service they would pay for. What are the charges and how do people go about booking? And then we'll talk about the free event. Yes. Um, so our website is neurolinks.ie. Um, so currently, as you said, we, we offer one-on-one sessions, but we are looking at developing a group, a group session now. So hopefully in the, very, in, in the coming weeks, we'll be able to offer some, some Parkinson-specific group, group sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, so prices, prices will vary according to, to location or, you know, we do a lot of outreach work as well. Um, but for one-on-one sessions, generally we'd go with an hour-long session, which would be €90. Euro. Okay, 90 euro. Now, tell me about uh, the uh, free session that is available on the 28th of April between 2 and 5. What will happen at that free session uh, and how do people book for it? Yes, so this session is, so we've come together with Move for Parkinson's, the the charitable organisation, and we're putting on a free event on the 28th. So 
on the day we'll be exploring, we'll be kind of going into a lot of the research and presenting the research that supports using music therapy, first of all. But as well as that, anyone in attendance will get to the opportunity to actually experience some of the techniques that we would use in sessions. Um, so anyone looking to um, book, book a place on that can either get in touch with ourselves at hello at neurolinks.ie or email move for Parkinson's on info at move for Parkinson's.com or they can call move for Parkinson's on 01 295 0060. So that's 01, uh, Dublin number 295 0060. Uh, Shane, thank you very much for joining us. Dr. Shane Cassidy, uh, Irish neurological music therapist and founder of Neurolinks. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.